0: we are getting ready to go live on zoom and if you can join
1: me that would be amazing um i'll give everybody a couple minutes to see that i'm here and we can kind of go from there um we've got facebook live and the whole mhk group and then in the zoom meeting i'd love it if you're here on the zoom meeting with me because then we can interact a little bit more and
0: um, ask questions and, and just be a little bit more interactive for whatever reason i can't really see any of the facebook comments in real
1: time so it's a little frustrating if you're on facebook and leave comments or say anything i don't see them until after the fact so Little housekeeping today, we have today's talk Thursday and Friday morning, I will be joining you again here. And I will also be catching up on my gifts for the last couple of days and moving forward. So um, I'm excited about that. So if you've received a gift from me or been announced to be a winner, I will have it available at the office, or if you need me to ship it to you, um, I need an address. So um, that would be great. If you are not a current member of the practice, I don't have your address. So um, I will be reaching out to those who might need information. So today I have a little bit more structure which you know happens from time to time, I become a little more inspired or have a little bit of a resource that I can draw from and not just go off the cuff, even though off the cuff seems to be my favorite way to speak. Um, but I want to talk today about the importance of the vagus nerve and how you need to nurture this nerve. Okay, so what I am going to do is share my screen
0: and bring up a graphic. there we go, we can see it together, go in here. Okay, so here we go. What we have is an infographic for
1: the vagus nerve. So um, you've got kiddos in the background, it's fine. They make noise, they talk. Um, The more curious he is, the more we're going to have interaction, which is just fine. He's curious and he can learn too. Um, But what I want to talk today about is the vagus nerve. So it is a cranial nerve. It is our primary nerve in the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest and repair side of our autonomic nervous system, which is the one that happens without you consciously thinking about it. So the things that keep us breathing, keeps our heart beating, makes us pull our hand back when the stove is hot, um, those kind of things. So it is the rest, digestion, repair side. Then there is the sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight or flight. And it actually is a much more complex nervous system in as much as it it utilizes many nerves, whereas the parasympathetic really primarily focuses on the input from the vagus nerve. So I'm not sure if you can see my pointer here, but I'm going to attempt to demonstrate with the pointer where it travels. So it's the 10th cranial nerve. So it will leave the brain near the base of the brain and the brainstem here, and it'll come out and it travels down through our body along our visceral organs into the pelvis. It takes a U-turn, comes back up alongside the esophagus near the heart and ends basically at our vocal cords. Um, There is a branch of the vagus nerve that innervates our vocal cords.
0: So interestingly enough, when this nerve acts as a nervous system, an impingement anywhere along its
1: branches or along its um traverse through the system can lead to signs of illness or symptoms. Okay. So what I wanted to kind of also illustrate is the large number of issues that can be signs of low vagal tone. Um, just a little aside The vagus nerve is named vagus because it's called the wanderer. That is the Latin term for wanderer. And so it goes through all of our systems. So the signs that we get when it is out of proper function are your entire body. I mean, things can be affected everywhere. Constipation, depression, low energy, impaired gut health and infections. Skin reactions like hives and histamine overload, food sensitivity, shortness of breath, trouble controlling your emotions, Mm -hmm. difficulty swallowing, like we talked about those nerve, it ends up in the throat, low blood pressure, dizziness and fainting, autoimmune disease, flares, neck pain and headache, brain fog and memory issues, and a decreased heart rate variability. And I'll go into why heart rate variability is really important um, for knowing what that is and how you can figure out what your heart rate variability is. Um, The more variability we have in our heart rate, the more relaxed our heart is. The tighter control it has on the the variability of your heart rate, whether it is um, staying fast or beating very slow, those are both signs of a system in distress. What we want is for Every time you take a deep breath, your heart rate to actually change. And when you let out your breath, it also changes. And I hear that in relaxed people frequently. When I, when I see folks who kind of are high, strung and don't relax well, I don't even hear with my stethoscope, a lot of that, but there is a tool that I use on myself called my, the aura ring that measures my heart rate variability, especially during sleep, which is when we need to be relaxed. And mine has not been doing super well for me, a good heart rate variability will be in the forties and fifties excellent is much higher than that. Um, But lately during this, this last couple of months where I've been a little more stressed, it's been in the teens to twenties, which is just not good enough. So this is telling me that I need to improve my relaxed state. I do have improvement when I listen to bedtime meditations, I will have episodes where it'll, it'll be significantly better. Um, Another sign of a low vagal tone is orthostatic hypotension. We need that vagus nerve to trigger our brain and our blood vessels when we change altitudes, that means going from laying to sitting to standing, that we need to have those
0: blood vessels constrict a little bit more in order to function better. What having low vagal tone means is that your sympathetic nervous
1: system, the fight or flight, the one that makes your heart rate flare up, that makes your pupils constrict quickly, that make your guts run quickly um, for some people.
0: And anxiety, those go unchecked. So we really need to improve the vagus nerve tone. Um, if you are
1: having a lot of chronically tight and tender neck muscles working on the vagus nerve point as an osteopath is one of the first things I want you to do. I can teach that to you. Um, if you have slow colon transit time, meaning over 24 hours from when you eat a certain food to when you see evidence of it in your stool, that can be a sign of low vagal tone as well, because it's Vagus is also kind of in charge of our, our forward motion of our intestines. However, the sympathetic nervous system can override that system. So if you have an issue with being anxious and what we call nervous gut, where the minute you get stressed, you're in the bathroom having diarrhea, that's because your sympathetic nervous system is stronger. The vagus nervous, the vagus nerve and the parasympathetic nervous system is rest and digest. So if your body perceives a threat, it is created to not override the cues to get up and run and
0: protect yourself from the saber tooth tiger. Um, that is by design. So
1: anytime the sympathetic system is triggered, it will override. What we need it to do though, is to go back into its waiting and alert phase and go back into the parasympathetic phase where we are continuing to do our rest and digest and just repairing. We are created to be in parasympathetic state 95% of the time and conserve the sympathetic fight and flight for about 5% of our, our, our day. We aren't meant to live in fight and flight. However, I don't know about you, but I'm seeing the majority of us live maybe 95% in fight and flight and 5% in parasympathetic. And I don't think many of us even know what it looks like anymore to go into a parasympathetic rest and relaxation phase. So that's what I want to talk to you about today. So I'm going to open another page because guess what? I have tools. I'm going to show you how to do that.
0: So I want to go with. Um, page one first. Okay. So I will post these in the group today.
1: If you want to use your camera and click this picture of the QR code, it'll take you to demonstrations on how to do these different things. So interestingly enough, if you know me at all, I talk about frequency and energy all of the time. And the parasympathetic system loves to be soothed and reset by frequency. So singing bowls, solfeggios, humming, chanting, those things are wonderful things that will stimulate that vagus nerve in the back of your, you know, it goes down essentially the back of your neck near your throat. Getting your bare feet in contact with earth or using a biomat can help provide grounding frequencies to your body. That's an amazing thing. Another way that you can kind of reset your vagus system is the five S's. So if you've ever had to soothe a distraught newborn baby, just think about what you do. You're doing gentle swinging. You're not shaking a baby, but you might be jostling a baby on your hip, you know, where your body is just kind of, shaking a little bit or swaying, or we can hush or swaddling. So think about those things. What makes you feel better when you're stressed? Putting on a weighted blanket or using a, you know, a heavy robe or, or jacket to wrap up in. Um, maybe just taking yourself through some free motion where you're just rocking and soothing your nervous system purposefully. You know, autistic kiddos, we call it self-stimming. They are doing these things sometimes dramatically, almost to a pathologic state in order to try to calm their nervous system. So if we could harness the ability with some of our tools that we have, I I feel like we could help autistic children and adults just by being a little more accepting and also having devices and things available so that they don't have to do such dramatic self-stimulation. Gargling and gagging, some people don't love the idea of gagging because it triggers way too many things, but gargling with water in the morning, it's kind of an aggressive gargling can help if you aren't triggered by your gag reflex, or if it doesn't induce feelings that you don't want to have, they use tongue scrapers where you take the tongue scraper deep on the back of your tongue and pull it forward to clean your tongue, but it also will induce a gag. And then looking at the QR code to do auricular massage or ear massage, there's a nirvana point in the shell of your ears that if you can find it when you're stressed, it's almost immediately relaxing if you just hold pressure on it or do a gentle massage. I mean, if you've ever rubbed your dog's or cat's ears, when you get to a spot on their ears, you can just see their whole body melt. And I I think this is a coincident point in the humans as well. So that's page one or level one, try these and see how you feel. The next thing that can help with putting you into the rest, relaxation and repair phase are a little bit more involved. We need you to actually actively participate. So breath work is an amazing way to improve your heart rate variability. It also takes your mind off of the busyness of the day while you focus on just breathing. Tapping exercises where you can set intentions or regulate different um, thought processes. It looks like this. You'll find points where you'll tap here, then you'll tap above your eyebrows, your cheekbones, your upper lip, your chin, your collarbones, your underarm. So these are following Chinese meridians, but you can do this with a meditation. And what that does is help to reset your nervous system. And they can be extremely beneficial. Um, There are uh, tapping apps that you can use or EFT apps that you can find on your phone, use the QR code. Um, You can look at books, videos, you name it. There's all different sorts. Uh, activities that you can do meditation is an amazing one i've been using BrainTap, which is um, binaural beats mixed with guided meditation and they have a, a mask
0: that you can wear that also does light therapy hold on just a second All right, Ava had to make her usual appearance by tap dancing with her claws and needing to go outside.
1: So, there are a lot of theories around how impaired vagal tone is creating illness today. So, if we don't address this and if we don't take care of ourselves, we end up becoming more sick and we end up with more disease. So there are a couple of programs. If you really struggle with this wakingup.com, theguptaprogram.com, retrainingthebrain.com are all, um, limbic system reset programs that can help you put yourself into more of the parasympathetic state, as well as learning where your issues are that are keeping you in the fight and flight. These are especially important for people who react to everything. So I have been participating with functional medicine providers in a group for a couple of years now. And when we have folks who I can't eat anything, I react to everything. I get a rash or I get lightheaded or my heart races, or I get angry. You know, they have a reaction to just about everything they put in their mouth. They say that water makes them have heartburn. They can't breathe air and they now have nine specialists because every single one of their organ systems is crying out for help. And all of those specialists say, yeah, you're having symptoms, but you don't have anything physically that we can find on any of your tests. Guess what? It is in your brain. It is your vagus nerve. And so it's not in your head as in made up, but it is in your brain and you have the power to change that. So these programs anymore I'm not even going to do testing because you will test positive to every food because you will react. You will have abnormal vitamin and mineral levels. You may have things in your stool, but you have to disconnect from the fight and flight or you will never, ever recover. So I've had people come into the practice and I say, you need to do this before I'll work with you. And then they leave, that's your prerogative. You can do that, but I know that you have to do this healing first or you will never, ever, that may be harsh. We're never supposed to say never or always. Your likelihood of full recovery
0: is significantly diminished if you do not address your vagus nerve. So that is the vagus nerve. That is my strong feelings about how important it is that we work on
1: healing the vagus nerve and that each and every one of us can do better. So what I would really love is for you to take
0: an assessment. How often do you feel relaxed? If your answer is never and you have illness, need I say more? So what your next assignment is then, you've identified that you don't relax. I need you to pick five or 10 minutes a day where you're going to do something to relax. Find the breath work, do tapping, listen to binaural beats, do a guided meditation, stretch, do yoga or Tai Chi
1: or Qigong. Try something to take your mind out of, worry about tomorrow, regret over yesterday, focus
0: on the now, Do not let time travel into the future or past steal your present life. I want you to focus just on breathing. I want you to not think about anything else. I want you to just feel the breath going in and out of your body. And as you do that, I want you to work on just being. I will try to add also a
1: recording for a progressive muscle relaxation. If you just don't even know what to do, I will try to record that and add it into the group as well as a gift for everyone today. And you can download it and use it to relax. It's a three to five minute process. Do it at bedtime. Do it anytime you feel like you're about to pop your head off your shoulders because your shoulders are so tense or when you have that that pain in your lower back or between your shoulder blades, do this and it will help. Okay, thank you everybody. We will be back on here with posts on the gift wheel.
0: So that'll come next. Okay, I will announce today's gift in the next post. Have a wonderful day.